0: well hi and welcome to another episode of a pitch towards holiness podcast i'm michael kidwell and back from his week off i'm mike kidwell the man the myth the legend (laughs) glad to have you back um this is something that we both have uh, been doing for a while and it was not it was different not having you but all in all, I think it still went very well.
1: Yeah, you and Austin did a great job communicating the word of God last week and um I, I just I thank God for what he's doing in in my boys' lives and I, I just pray that people would be challenged um by us walking things out. Um we're normal people just trying to follow the Lord and and I, I just hope that people would be encouraged and challenged
0: mm-hmm. um
1: by the things that we go through. Knowing that um if we can persevere, so can they. And um that if God can help us, He can help them. And that as long as we have the word of God that we can overcome any of the lies of the enemy. So I'm just happy to be back. I'm I'm, I'm really proud that Shell did a good job last week and um I'm really excited to see what God has for us this week.
0: Yeah. Um and so For those of you joining today, we're going to be talking about protective gear. Um, Whether it's catchers, umpires, um, sometimes batters wear um, protective gear when they're in the box. Um, And so, as a catcher, um, growing up, a vital piece of (coughs) catching is wearing that gear. I mean whenever I was warming up, you'd have me run and stretch in it. Um, And so it was a vital piece of my uniform. Yeah. Because, I mean, without it, injuries were bound to happen, especially behind the plate.
1: Well, baseballs move very fast, and when they're hit by a ball, they move even faster. And um, there's all kinds of things that um, catcher gear, umpire gear, and even batter gear... Protects and Mm -hmm. so one thing that they all kind of have in common, Michael, is a batter wears a helmet, catcher wears a helmet, umpire wears a helmet, an umpire wears a helmet. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's very important to protect the head, the face, um, that region on a player, on an umpire, on a batter because um, of the ball being struck so hard. And you know, in the in major league baseball, you you're rushing the ball up there. Anywhere from 90 to 100 miles an hour. And Mm -hmm. that can do a lot of damage if it's hit Mm -hmm. um, at the right spot of the head. It could even give, you know, permanent damage. So you want to make sure that the catchers and the batters and the umpires all have their head protected. So, yeah. What what is some other gear, Michael, that they kind of all three share?
0: Well, um, catchers and umpires would really share chest protector as well as shin guards I mean those are very important you want to protect your chest from a foul ball or as a catcher whenever you're going to block a ball you want to use your chest so without that chest protector that would really hurt yeah um, and especially for me with my heart condition uh, wear, not wearing one would have probably been very vital
1: you know and you, you look at uh batter wearing you know here lately probably in the last 10, 15, maybe even 20 years, batters have started wearing shin guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't used to do that. That's just a kind of a nuance to the game to protect ankles and shins and, and even the knee area. And mm-hmm. then we've seen a lot of um, players start, um, a lot of batters wear the elbow um, guards, elbow guards and wrist guards and all kinds of things that they come up to bat now to protect them from injury.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and now, the,
0: now with the new helmets. You see a lot of the jaw protectors.
1: Yeah, and you never Um, used to see those. Yeah,
0: because one player got hit in the face, broke his jaw, and was out for the rest of the season. And so now MLB has now adapted new helmets with those jawline protectors. Yeah. And so that's another advancement that batters can put um, into work to keep them safe. Yeah. Well, I mean...
1: By far, um, a catcher probably has the most gear. You know, oh, the yeah. catcher has a helmet mm-hmm. uh, to protect his head. He has the the um, he chest has protector. his chest protector to protect his chest. It's what it's called. Um, he has his glove
0: mm-hmm.
1: to catch the ball with, and then he has his shin guards to um, protect his feet. And a lot of catchers even wear um, some sort of a steel-toed um version of cleats so it protects their toes so you you see that protection um for the the catcher but then you look at the umpire and the umpire's got his helmet on um of course he has a chest protector as well and then a lot of umpires will have um, a special utility belt you know and that utility belt will hold a lot of times a ball bag Mm -hmm. um sometimes multiple ball bags, depending on who the umpire is, what their preference is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they have underneath their pants, they have shin guards as well. And then mm-hmm. um, another vital piece of the equipment for the umpire and the catcher, it's a cup. and sometimes the batter, is a cup. <laughs> you know, that, that protects some um, key areas there. So we look at how important it is for Major League Baseball, even Little League Baseball. Um, little league softball, major leagues, uh, softball college, softball and baseball. All levels of this sport have um, areas of protection and equipment for it. And they've gone over the years, they've gone to extreme measures to really test the science behind all of these um, pieces of equipment to make sure that they are able to protect um, each each part that they're they're supposed to be protecting, um, accurately and efficiently. So, if it's really if it's that important, Michael, for um, Major League Baseball and softball players and even umpires to wear and Little League to wear that equipment, how much more important should it be for us to put that equipment on spiritually? A lot of people don't realize that we have. Um, a spiritual gear that we should be putting on and um, it, a lot of people um, that's where they slip and falls because they're not protected in the areas that they need to be protected in so michael i wanted to read a, a scripture here and um, we can kind of just talk about it and um, see where god takes it so In Romans 6, 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Mm -hmm. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and against power, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, got your belt on, Mm -hmm. having put on the breastplate of righteousness, you're you're protecting your heart, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you've got your gospel boots on, you're ready to tell people about Jesus. And if, if we look at that, Michael, um, that's a daily girding up that we're asked to do by the Lord. Mm-hmm. We can't just put on the armor one time and say, you know what, we're good. I've put my armor on. If you look at a baseball player or um, a, an umpire, each game they put on their equipment. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, they take their equipment off. Um, so each, each morning when we wake up, we have the choice to be protected from the enemy or if we're going to leave ourselves open for attack right so when we do protect ourselves with the helmet of salvation we're protecting our mind we're guarding our minds from the devil reminding us of the things that we have done in the past mm-hmm. you know that's that's his big game is to remind us of what, who we used to be to try to get us not to become who we're supposed to be in Christ And he loves to swap our identities with all sorts of things. And he tries to do that by reminding us of the guilt and shame of the past. Mm -hmm. And the helmet of salvation is supposed to protect us from that. And it's supposed to remind us of what we've been saved from so we can walk forward in the power of his might. None of this is done with our power. You know, you look at a a baseball um, player and catcher and umpire, and they put all of that equipment on by themselves. And um, it's with their own power that they go out there and they play a game or they call a game um, or they hit a ball, you know, all the players. But we're not supposed to do any of this girding up on our own. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be with the power of God, the, the dunamis power of God. That's what it's talking about. And that's the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And so if we know that we have that power and we have the ability to put on this equipment, why would we want to go out in the game of life without the equipment? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me, but people do it every day in a spiritual way where they go outside um, their house each day, go to work, go do the things with their family on their own strength without protection and not really relying on the Lord at all. And then they are kind of surprised when the enemy is able to pick them off and attack them, and they're wondering what happened. Right. So we have the helmet of salvation, and then we also have um, our feet. The belt of truth. The belt of truth is vital. You know that if you look at a belt, it doesn't just hold your pants up and um, keep keep you from being shamed. It also um, is what everything is attached to. You know an umpire has all kinds of things on his belt a lot of times a baseball player does too, and everything is kind of based off that belt and building off of that belt in the same way in spirit- our spiritual lives should be built off the truth of God's word mm-hmm. and everything should be founded on that, and the truth of God's word is our belt that is our what we should be building things on that's what we should be. Tidying around our waist and really relying on is the truth of God's word. And if we know the truth, in John 8, 31 and 32, it says, it, if you are my disciples, you will continue in my word. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't have to be in chains and in bondage to Satan if you know the truth of the word of God.
0: Right.
1: So we have two aspects here of the, the helmet and the, the belt. And then we have the breastplate, and Michael, you know all, know also well how important it is to guard your heart, uh-huh. not just physically but also spiritually. Uh-huh. And when we guard our heart, we watch what we put into it, uh-huh. um, and that's where a lot of Christians fall short on a daily basis. Is you know we we know we know that we have a relationship with God, but we don't really guard. The music that we you know receive into our heart, mm-hmm. the movies that we receive into our heart, the shows that we watch to receive into our heart, we don't watch all those little details. And little by little, if we give the enemy a foothold, he can start getting our focus off Christ and onto something else mm-hmm. because we let the enemy into our heart.
0: Right. And this one for me is probably the most important because of how everything is tied to your heart because just like the scripture says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you take in will eventually come back out. Yeah. And so if you're listening to bad music or you're watching stuff, you have no business watching or you can't tame your tongue, Mm -hmm. you're focused should be on where is your heart at? Because obviously it's not on the Lord. Because if you were focused and centered on the Lord, you wouldn't have problems watching stuff you shouldn't watch. Not just that, but before you even watch it, you should know, I shouldn't watch this. Yes. Or whenever you're listening to something, you're like, oh, this isn't right. I shouldn't be listening to Mm -hmm. this. Or... I don't have problems um, with the way I speak because of how the Lord has shaped my mindset. So, I mean, this one for me (coughs) is probably the most important because of how many things the heart is tied to.
1: Well, and physically, the heart is the most important organ in a person's body. Mm -hmm. You can't breathe Mm -hmm. or live without a heart. And so you, you have to have a heart and the blood that goes through our body is pumped in one side of our heart and out the other side. It's mm-hmm. our, um, our lifeline. It's our, our life system that God has created. In the same way um, with our spiritual heart is, you know, the, the life blood of Jesus is pumping through one side and out the other. But if you start putting all this crud in the system – um you can really clog things up. Yeah. And you can cause yourself to have a spiritual heart attack and fall into the temptation of the enemy. Yeah,
0: because you you've it.
1: clogged up your arteries with junk. Mm-hmm. And um you, you can really see the, the, the devil prosper in that because you've allowed him, he didn't do it himself. Um he didn't have the free reign to do it. You allowed him to take pieces and parts of your heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that we protect our heart. And so we have three pieces that we've talked about: the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, and and you're supposed to have your sheet, your your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's very important that um, runners, baseball players, catchers, umpires, whoever they are, they have shoes that are comfortable for one. Mm-hmm. And then they have shoes that they can get around in pretty quickly for two. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to move around if you're in the major leagues. No matter what you're doing, you have to be able to move. And so um, the shoes that they wear are not meant for standing still or sitting down, Mm -hmm. they're meant for moving. And so when we get on the move in the spirit, we should have shoes that we're comfortable in and we should have shoes that we can be on the move when so the gospel should always be in movement through our life telling the story of Christ and our lips telling the story of Christ first Mm -hmm. our life our life should we shouldn't have to tell anybody that we go to church or a Christian Yeah, they should know by our fruit and the way we love one another Mm -hmm. but they should also we should also change the temperature of a room because of who we've been with not because who we are because who we have inside us Uh if you are filled with jesus you're going to be a thermostat you're going to be able to take the temperature of the room and adjust it accordingly unfortunately what we have in the church these days generally speaking is a bunch of thermometers Uh they they know if you know if it's too hot too cold but they don't know how to change the atmosphere of the room because they don't have the power to do that. Uh-huh. They don't, they're don't. they not hooked up to the power source, which would be the AC in the natural. But in the spiritual, they're not hooked up to the power of God. So uh-huh. they'll complain about the music. They'll complain about um, the chairs. They'll complain about the the decorations. They'll complain about all kinds of things or they'll get excited about some crazy things but they don't ever change the temperature in the room because they don't have the power to do it. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the power to do it because they're not connected to a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we should be on the move, changing the temperature wherever we go, like a thermostat, because of who we have in us. And we should be comfortable to tell people about Jesus and what he's done for us. You don't have to tell anybody about what Jesus did for somebody else. You need so, right. to tell people about what he's done in your life, what he saved you from. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to that helmet of salvation, reminding you of where you've been so you don't go back there. And so it's very important that we have those shoes on. And then we have um, the the shield of faith. Shield of faith, man, it's very important that a catcher wear a glove
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or he wouldn't be able to catch a 100-mile-an-hour fastball without hurting his hand, Right. probably breaking fingers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... We also, in the spiritual, have a shield to protect us from the fiery darts of the enemy. And those fiery darts are his lies. Mm -hmm. And the more that you're with Jesus, the more faith you're going to have. If you don't spend that much time in the presence of the Lord, if you don't spend that much time in the Word, in prayer, you're probably going to have a little bit of faith. And I know the Bible says that if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move. From here to there, and it will be done for you. Uh I know the Bible says that, but it's not encouraging small amounts of faith. It's just talking about how powerful faith is Uh in small amounts. So if you want to be able to quench the fiery darts of the enemy, if you want to be able to get past his lies when he comes and gives you an invitation to sin, then you have to be able to bolster your shield of faith. Uh The bigger... Your faith, the less darts can get past it, and so, um, I know Michael in my life. You know there was times that I struggled with my faith. There was times that I knew Jesus was, the Son of God. I knew God had created everything. I knew all that, but there was still times that I would struggle with unbelief because, I had allowed the enemy to penetrate my shield uh-huh. because I wasn't spending enough time with Jesus, so my faith had diminished. Uh-huh. Um, but. Now that I've really um, cultivated a spiritual discipline life and I'm spending time with Jesus more and more each day, I'm now able to have faith that I've never had before. Right. Um, I'm, you know, God's given me faith to, do, to step out and do some things that I never thought that I could do. And it's not because of my ability, but it's because of my faith. And um, the power that's behind it. Last piece is a sword of the spirit. A batter needs a ball to be able to hit it. You can't hit a home run without a bat. Right. Same way, um, you can't attack the enemy without a sword.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't. You know that you have that old saying that you don't want to bring a knife um, to a gunfight. Right. You don't want to come empty-handed to fight the enemy. If you look at John. Four, um, Jesus, I'm sorry, um, Matthew 4, Jesus was heading for the um, wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Uh-huh. And God allowed him to do that, to be tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit's the one that brought him out into the wilderness. Uh-huh. And he was tempted by the Holy Spirit, I mean the, the devil. And each time that he overcame those temptations, it was not because of his might. Because of the power of the Word of God.
0: Yeah, and that's how he combated every temptation was spitting back at the devil the Word of God.
1: Yeah, a lot of people failed to realize that he hadn't had any food or drink for 40 days. Mm. I mean, he was at a place of physical weakness and desperation. Right. And the first thing the devil offered him was food. Mm -hmm. You know, turn these rocks into bread. And Jesus not having the physical strength, but having the spiritual strength because he was armored up, told the devil off with the word of God. And that's what we need to do. If you don't, if you don't know Scripture, you don't have it memorized, if you don't have it in your heart, you're not going to be able to um, fight back when temptation comes. And mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying you got to memorize the whole Bible, but it's important to know where the devil attacks you Mm -hmm. Um, what he tries to use over and over again to get you to fall, and then find the truth in God's word to combat that and memorize those. Mm -hmm. Don't just memorize scripture to memorize scripture. Memorize the ones that you need to defeat the enemy's lies that he constantly barrages you with. Mm -hmm. If if a batter comes up to bat and he can't hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, he's going to practice on hitting a fastball. You know, if he's good at hitting a curveball, but he can't hit a fastball, he's not going to go into the batting cage and work on hitting a curveball. He already can do that good. Uh He's going to work on getting a bat to move faster so he can hit a fastball. In the same way, we need to prepare ourselves for whatever the devil's going to throw at us because he knows our weaknesses. But in our weaknesses, we can be strong with the Word of God, Uh not on our own might, on our own strength but with the Word of God. So we we see there how essential this armor is, um, and we we look at the game of baseball and how essential their armor is and how it's kind of gradually morphed over the years. Um, the spiritual armor hasn't changed. It's always been the same. It's always going to be the same. It's always going to be just as effective. It's always going to be just as strong, but it's going to be up to us to put it on. hmm so you know it, it says at the very end of this, once you've done all this, stand, and stand firm. Um, it's talking about standing up against the devil, and you're not going to be able to do that on your own. Right. So we really just need Michael to trust the word of God, trust the power of Scripture,
0: mm-hmm.
1: know that we're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and walk out victoriously each day with our armor on. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to do that, then get in God's word and really just ask Him to. Ask God to start revealing to you how you put each piece on Mm -hmm. and pray those pieces over your life and pray the word over your life and go out each day knowing that God is going to protect you and he's going to go with you whenever the, the enemy comes against you. And whenever you do those things, you're going to start realizing that you have the equipment within your heart because you've been in God's word to defeat the lies of the
0: enemy. Yeah, Um, this morning at church, we had a guest speaker, and he was talking about um, how trials come, and (coughs) if you're a Christian, you're going to face suffering. And so when trial and suffering comes, if you don't have the armor of God, you're going to fall. And so just like a batter, catcher, umpire, whatever it may be, If they don't have that equipment, they're putting themselves in harm's way. And so if you're listening and something just keeps happening, maybe you need to reevaluate. Maybe you need to pray and ask God what's going on. Because he's not going to just sit there and watch you fail and fail and fail. If you ask, he's going to show you this is why.
1: That's right. The problem, the problem remains, though, is we, we a lot of times, you know, expect God to help us without asking him to. I mean, he's willing to, and he is looking out for our best interest, but he's also waiting for us to come and ask him for help. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to push himself on us. He's not going to make us worship him or love him. He wants us to do these things on our own because it shows our faith, it shows our trust, and it shows that we have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So I I think that we should pray because um, I know that this is something that we both battled with early in our Christian walk. And I know that a lot of people battle with this is girding themselves up for the fight because um, the enemy is relentless. And when you have an enemy and you're a military force, you're always going to have a battle plan. You're going to go and you're going to see where you can attack the enemy and you're going to have a plan going into battle. So why don't we make a spiritual plan to be able to attack the enemy and his lies with the word of God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And let's ask God to help us.
0: Yeah. So with that, let's pray. So, Lord God, we thank you for this day, and we just thank you for everything you showed us during this, Lord God. And we ask, Lord, that we would be able to take up every piece of the armor and equip it so that every day when trials and tribulations come, that we can combat with those temptations. Lord God, I just pray that you would give us the helmet, you would give us the chest plate, you would give us the belt, the shoes, the shield, the sword, every piece we need so that we can live for you firm and standing strong, Lord God. And I just thank you for everybody that's listening.
1: Father God, I really do pray that you would help to um help us each to hone our spiritual disciplines each day. That Father God, we would love to spend time in your word. We would desire to spend time in your word, that we would just want to spend time in the presence, um, thanking you and 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 praying and really drawing closer to you. And Father God, I know that when we start doing those things and we start equipping ourselves right, we will be adjusted and equipped for victory. So Father God, I just pray that we would begin to battle with victorious attitudes, with the victorious frames of mind uh-huh. and victorious spirits. That we wouldn't try to do anything on our own power, our own means. But Father God, we would really rely on your Holy Spirit to be our power, to be our guide, and that we'd be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and obedient to your Holy Spirit. So Father God, help us with these things. We are mere men that you are all sufficient, and you are God. You are enough, and we need your help. So thank you, Father God, for equipping each one that listens to this, and us as well, for the fight up ahead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. This has been a Pitch Towards Holiness podcast. I'm Mike Kidwell.
0: And I'm Michael Kidwell. See you next week.